Greetings to the PATH family. Our slogan at the PATH is meeting you where you are. We invite you to follow, share, and check us out on social media. You may connect with us at any time, anywhere. On Facebook at The PATH Church or Instagram and Twitter at Join the PATH. Without further delay, enjoy this week's sermon. All right, we had our leaders workshop this past weekend. Yesterday, we had our leaders workshop. We had a great time. Uh, thank you all. Shout out to everybody that attended. Give yourselves and give them a round of applause. Um, thank you. This church, we would not be who we are or be able to do the things we do for God if it weren't for the men and women that step up to serve in that capacity. So shout out to our existing leaders. Shout out to our aspiring leaders. Thank you so much, not just for being here yesterday. I know some of you weren't able to make it, but thank you for being so engaged and committed uh, to God and, and to this church for, uh, for some of us a short time, for others a, a very long time. And what I want to do today is I want to build off my message from yesterday. We had a main session. Um, that session and our panel discussion with the CIA mission group is on YouTube. We recorded it for you. Everybody's welcome to check it out. And so if you want to do that, that link is on our mission group leaders group chat. So please ask your mission group leader for that if you would like to uh, see that. It was very, very inspiring. So I wanted to share some things I think will help everybody about leadership, specifically spiritual leadership, leadership in the church. So uh, whether or not you lead or aspire to lead at this moment, I think this will be beneficial. What I want to do is clear up some misconceptions that there is about leading in God's church. And so I want to title this message, The Truth About Church Leadership. We want to talk about some, some myths that are out there and replace it with the Word of God. Amen. But before I share what I think, I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. I told you to log on. If this is your first time, log on to this code right up here, 26367497 on menti.com, because this next question, this is important. This is important. Let's go to the next question. What is one misconception you've had about leading in the church? What is one misconception you had about leading in the church? For me, it was... Leading is all about preaching. The pastor, the evangelist, their main job is to preach on Sunday mornings. Because that's what I saw. I didn't know what happened behind the scenes. I didn't know what happened uh, Sunday evening, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right? I just saw that. And that seemed, I mean, that seemed hard enough for me. So I'm like, man, that's, that's, that's serious. Um, but but <laughs> misconception about leading that is fun. Okay. Uh, that the pastor is a boss VIP. All leaders got paid. This is really good. I was hoping for this type of honesty and feedback. Church leaders can't do no wrong. The pastor knows everything. Got to have all the answers. Cannot sin. Got to be perfect. Ooh, there's some common themes that it's draining that leaders don't have challenges. I think this is very important. You know, I think it's important. Um, because we all come from different faith backgrounds and Christian traditions. Where leadership, Mike, this really got, this is, this is tickling Mike. Which one, which one, Mike? Everyone will like you. That's true, yeah. If I'm a leader, yeah. If you're in the spotlight, you're, you're a hero. <laughs> Attend appointments to talk to leaders. 
We can spend all day on these right here. <laughs> and we have 90, 91 people that are, that are logged on and, and sharing stuff. Ooh, I, I knew this would be good. Thank you, Lord. With our different Christian traditions, we bring that baggage as we move forward in our Christian walk. And so all the experiences we've had with leadership in the church, we pack those things. <laughs> Mike is enjoying these. Which one, Mike? What is it? <laughs> that is they're really good. And, and you know, for some people, you can't have a personal, that's true. All right, let's move on to the next scripture, the next, the next slide, because we won't be able to get through this sermon here. Let's go to the next slide. All right, let's look at a scripture that talks about church leadership is all about specifically the biblical roles that God gives the church, okay? And we're going to start there. The biblical roles that, that, that carry spiritual authority. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God. And listen to this, and become mature. Now this one's, this one's, this one's tough. Attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. That's the goal. Attain the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So Christ himself gives these, these roles, specific roles in the church for a reason. And according to this, it's to serve the church, the people in the church, right? So that they can serve others. You know, too often... So many churches, um, in so many churches, really everything revolves around the lead pastor, even the, the staff that is getting supported financially by the church. What does that mean? That the majority of the people come to be served. Oh, oh wait, there's a better phrase for that. To be fed. Feed me. I come to church to be fed. And yet, we read here that that's not really God's plan or purpose, right? Um, it, it really is equipping God's people to serve for, for the collective strengthening of the faith community, which will result in that unity and that maturity and attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. As followers of Christ, we're all called to serve, all called to lead in our own unique way. Why do I say we're all called to lead? Because at the end of the day, Christians should be the salt, should be the light. If, if, if anything else, we should be leading other people to Christ. Through the example that we said, we should be leading in our households, our families, with our roommates, and with our, in, in our neighborhoods, and at school, at our jobs. There should, we should be setting an example that others want to follow. But I believe now more than ever, our focus as a church has to be about helping our existing leaders to continue to mature. The message uh, title yesterday was, Take the Next Step. So let's, let's figure out what's the next step for us to continue to mature as leaders and to help our aspiring leaders to step up, step in, get in the game, check into the scores table. They put me in, coach. 
and for every disciple to answer the call to serve. Amen? Now, why do I think this is so important for us right now? Because we want to start new churches. Our vision is to create new churches that mobilize the next generation. When you start a new church, there are double the opportunities to serve. Why? Because there's new opportunities at a new church. And guess what? The people that were serving in that capacity at the sending church, some of those leaders are going to go to the new church and serve. So guess what? There's going to be holes to fill and needs to be met in the sending church. Okay? And so we get double the opportunity to get in the game and serve. Ultimately, our goal is to empower new leaders and help all leaders reach their full potential in Christ. Uh, but in order to do that, let's look at some of the myths uh, that, uh, that I researched and, and we were able to discuss as a staff that, are, that, that can be prevalent even in this church, right? Myth number one. Now, leadership is about titles, authority, and control. Okay, and, and the cool thing is you saw these in, in the responses already, right? So leadership, that's myth number one. But the truth is that leadership in the church is rooted in servant leadership. Following the example of our Lord Jesus Christ, it's about supporting others, empowering them to reach their full potential, guiding them towards spiritual growth. Now, we, many of us know the story of uh, James and John is two of Jesus' closest disciples, his inner circle, who, who said, Jesus, I, I want to be at your right hand and your left hand. I, I want to sit on the throne with you. Jesus like, you, don't, you really don't know what you're asking for. You really don't. But they wanted that title. They, they wanted that role. And the other ten disciples were hot. They were indignant. They were upset. Mad. And Jesus pulls them all together. In Mark 10, verse 42, Jesus called them together, and he says this. You know that the rulers in this world lorded over people and officials. They, they flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be what? Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your what? Come on, brother. You gotta keep, you gotta, y'all got to follow along the scriptures now. Right? And whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of everyone else. For even the Son of Man came not to be served but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. What are we talking about when we talk about leading in God's church? It's setting an example of servitude and sacrifice. Sacrificing our lives for the good of others, helping them to be the very best they can be. Now, this looks different for everyone. There are leaders in this church with titles that, that fit the role of these, uh, of these role of these titles and uh, the scriptures that we just read about in Ephesians 4, right? Um, and there are people in this church without a title that are leaders. Why? Because they set an example of servitude and sacrifice. And even without a title, people are looking to them to learn how to become more like Christ. Now, titles in and of themselves are not necessarily wrong. Sometimes you need a title. You need roles and responsibilities so you can know what you're doing. What are you responsible for? Where's your gifting at? Those are not wrong, but titles are sinful when they become idols. Right. And so and the same thing goes with recognition. Everybody likes to be recognized and be encouraged. That's not wrong in and of itself. But when it comes more important to be recognized by people than by God, then it's going to be an issue. And the ironic thing is sometimes God sends 
people even outside the church, outside of the people you're looking to to get validation. Sometimes it's people outside of the church, family, friends, coworkers that encourage you. Man, that's amazing what you're doing with the church. Wow, I, I, I want, I, and they reach out for help. But sometimes, all the time, when titles are idols, that's never enough. Right? And so that's something we have to be mindful of. And I say this as a teaching opportunity for some of us, a reminder for others. I have to remind myself that it's all about serving. One of the things that God reminded me of during this fast is that I love serving. I love helping people. I love adding value to people's lives. That's why I'm in this position that I am now. I would have never thought I would be a pastor, never saw myself preaching the word, right? But God saw something in me. And there was a heart that came, I think some of it's just gifting that God just put in me. Some of it is out of just a gratitude for the people that have helped me along the way when I didn't have anything to offer. And so I've realized this is one you can be praying for for me this year. I want to really just re-engage my heart, re-engage my heart. And I want to make sure that I go from I have to, you know, that means like it's a duty. I have to. I got got to go to church. Yes. I don't know, pastor, this pastor struggles with going to church sometimes. Yeah. 18 degrees outside. This warm. But it's hard. It can get hard to continue to serve. It can get hard to, to preach. It can get hard when, when I'm not doing well to give, right? It's, 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 it's hard. And so, and so, and Jesus says we have to deny ourselves, but that shouldn't be the main characteristic. All right, I want to go from I have to to I get to. Let's start there. This is a privilege and an honor to serve God. And from that, I want to. I want to. Why? It's working myself through. I want to because I want to please God. I want to because I'm grateful for what's been given to me. I want to. So pray about that for me, will you? And I pray that God will bless us with this, this heart as a church, okay? Myth number two, leaders in the church must have all the answers and do all the work. The truth is that no leader has all the answers. <laughs> they are led by the Holy Spirit open to input and diverse perspectives from others, fostering a collaborative environment. What does that mean? First of all, we've got to collaborate with the Holy Spirit. You, you, you'll often hear us use the language of partnering with God, but it's really what Jesus promises to leave with us when he left is the Holy Spirit. And so that's, that's number one. We've got to collaborate with the, with the Holy Spirit. But it reminds me of Moses and his leadership journey In Exodus chapter 3, verse 9, after he's being called by God, this is how Moses responds to the calling of God. Uh, Verse 9, look, this is God speaking. The cry of the people of Israel has reached me, and I have seen how harshly the Egyptians abused them. Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people Israel out of Egypt. But Moses did what? Protested. To God, who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? God answered, I will be with you. 
And this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. God says, I've heard the cry of the people. I've heard it, so go. <laughs> Isn't that deep? I've heard the cry, now you go. But I don't know if I can do this. You know what's interesting about that? God doesn't say, but you can, because you're so amazing, Moses. You're so spiritual. Let me tell you about all the gifts and talents that I have gifted you with. You are perfectly and wonderfully made. I, no, you know what he says? I'm with you. All you need is me. I know, you, I know your strengths, Moses. I know your weaknesses. But that's not, it's not the main issue. The main issue is that I'm coming with you, that I am with you. One thing I've learned is this. It's okay to understand our limitations as long as we don't project those limitations on God. Come on. Dara, it's good to have you back, sister. Come on. Good to have you back. Yes. Listen, I, I came to a place where I, I was struggling with inadequacy. Can I really do this, God? This is, how do you really want me? Man, I struggled for that, with that for years. And then there was a point I just said, I can't, but you can, God. And it's as simple as that. I know I can't. <laughs> I can't even try to convince myself that I and my own power can. No, I can't, but God, you can. Right. And he says, I'm going to. And then he goes on to say, I'm going to tell you exactly what to say and what to do. And and Jesus says this. He says, I'm going to send you my spirit. You're going to he's going to remind you and teach you all these things. Everything you need to know, the spirit will have it for you. That's for all of us, not just Moses. And then the Holy Spirit supports us through others. Because in Exodus 4:10, Moses is once again pleading with the Lord. Oh, Lord, I'm not very good with words. God, uh uh. I can't speak like that. I never have been. I'm not now, even though you have spoken to me. I get tongue-tied and my words get tangled. Then the Lord asked Moses, who makes a person's mouth? Who decides whether people speak or don't speak? Who, who hear and do not hear, see or do not see? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go. I will be with you as you speak and I will instruct you in what to say. But Moses again pleaded, Lord, please. Said anyone, anyone but me. Y'all think y'all are unspiritual. You, y'all, some, some of us are more spiritual than Moses. Then the Lord became angry at Moses. All right, he said, what about your brother, Aaron the Levite? I know he speaks well. And look, he's on his way now to meet you. He will be delighted to see you. Talk to him. Put the words in his mouth. I will be with both of you as you speak. I will instruct you both in what to do. Aaron will be your spokesman to the people. He will be your mouthpiece. And you will stand in the place of God for him, telling him what to say. And take your shepherd's staff with you and use it to perform the miraculous signs I have shown you. Sometimes God supports us through other people. You don't have to do all the work. Why? That's why we have a church. That's why we believe in a team leadership approach. We can support one another. We can do this together. Anytime we put ourselves in a position of power over people and everybody's looking to us, that's a red flag. Mission group leaders, you're facilitating one another relationships. You don't have to, you don't have to be their, their shepherd, their pastor. Just help them pray with each other. Serve with each other. Create opportunities for the magic to happen, as I like to say. All right? Um, and, I, and I have to say this as well. I shared this yesterday, but I don't want anybody falling into the comparison trap. It's good to be inspired by people, but it's not good to look at them and be like, man, I can't, 
I can't be like them. You want me to serve? I, I don't know if I can serve like that. I, can, I don't know if I can talk like them. I can't do what they do. Now, well, what does God want you to do? What, let's focus on our own race. And I know the challenges with social media. We see, we, we see our lowlights and see their highlights, right? I understand it's harder than ever not to fall into that comparison trap. But that's why Jesus says, among you it will be different. In the church, it has to be different. All right? And let's, let's say a little bit about this more work to, to serve as leaders. It's not so much there's more work. It's, it's, it's more like you're stepping into what God is call, calling you to do and the ways he's calling you to serve. It's, it's who God has called you to be, an opportunity that he's given you. It's, it's, it's Ephesians 2.10. He says, you're God's masterpiece, created us in Christ so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. He's given you an opportunity to do something he already planned long ago for you to do. That may mean letting go of some other stuff. It's not always adding stuff. Right? It's just stepping into what God has in store for us. All right. I think that's important. Some of us, we are perfectionists. And we ask you to do A, B, and C, and you want to do the full alphabet. <laughs> that's why it's good. Sometimes we don't know. You need to know the expectations. What you will be expected to do and what you won't be expected to do. Those are both as important. Sometimes it's just important to stay in our lane. Stay in our lane so that we don't get burnt out, right? All right, before the next myth, I want to ask you this. Let's go to the next question. I want to ask you this. This is important, I think. How would you rather serve? Do you rather serve in roles that are out front or behind the scenes? I already have a hypothesis for this one. Out front, are, you, are you Moses or Aaron? Which one are you? I have a hypothesis for this. Well, I think my hypothesis is going to come true. You know why? Because we're all so humble. We're, we're, we're so modest. You know, and, and some of us, we don't mind serving out front at our jobs, but in the church, mm, I don't like to be seen like that. No, Jesus, mm-mm. I don't need no recognition, no title, uh, no. And I can't believe them folks that like to be out front. Man, yeah, it's correct. It's exactly what I thought. Myth number three: leadership means being in the spotlight. If I decide to lead, I'm going to have to be out front. I'm more of a behind-the-scenes type person. Now, the truth is, is in the church, leadership often does involve working behind the scenes. Supporting others, ensuring the smooth functioning of the different ministries. But I want to say this. You know, I'll let the scripture say it. Romans 12, 3. What does that say? Romans 12, 3. For by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. So I, I think sober judgment means don't think of yourself more highly or more lowly. Some of us, we think of ourselves more lowly than we ought. We think we're bad at stuff, we're really good at it. <laughs> you sing, mm, I dabble, I sound good to me. And you end up singing, it's like, you're amazing. And if I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you. Let those who have ears, let them hear. Amen. Um, 
Verse 4, for just as each of us has one body with many members, these members don't all have the same function. In Christ, though many form one body and each member belongs to all the others, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then incur- then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Number one, just because, I'm sorry, I'll say it. Just because you like to serve behind the scenes doesn't make you more noble. You're not more spiritual, more humble, all right? And if you think that, then you're looking down on people who are using their gifts out front, okay? So at the same time, leadership is not always out front. If you're asked to serve, to lead in some capacity, doesn't mean that you have to be the spokesperson for everything, all right? Some of us are better behind the scenes. Some of us are better with execution, with operations, right? Some of us are, and that's, that is, that's needed just as much, all right? Those are, all those needs are important, right? So let's not use that as an excuse to not step up and serve or lead in different ways because, you could easily ask somebody to lead a discussion. Sometimes preaching or speaking, that's the easiest thing that could be done. But what's happening in the trenches day to day, that's tough, right? But all are needed. Amen? All right. Last myth that I'm going to share with you today. Leadership is about being perfect. And the truth is, Leadership is an ongoing process of growth, learning, and development. God wants to use us where we are. We talk about that all the time. We meet you where you are. Well, God meets us where we are in our leadership journey. I mean, look back on the story of Moses, right? He met Moses where he was, and he stayed with him through all of his challenges, right? We can trust that God will do the same thing for us. Or the the story of Gideon, right? He tells God, I'm not the guy. I'm the least of the least. And God says, go in the strength you have. That needs to be the word for some of us today. Stop worrying about what you don't have. Go in the strength that you do have. And if you're willing and you're an open vessel to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will multiply our efforts. The Holy Spirit will go above and beyond. Philippians 3.17 and 1 Corinthians 11, 1, I want us to focus on these. We don't need to be perfect, but we do need to set a great example, and we need to call others to follow our example, okay? Dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine, and learn from those who follow our example. 1 Corinthians 11, 1, follow my examples, I follow the example of Christ. Okay, what example? Example of perfection? I have to show people how, how much I have it all together? No, we need to show people what it's like to embrace the ongoing process of growth, learning, and development. We need to show them where we started, where we ended off. I remember I used to tell people as they became Christians, you need to go ahead and clean out your, 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 your social media. All that stuff you did in the world, take it off of there. It's, it's, it's un- ungodly. And then somebody told me, well, how are they going to see my transition? How are they going to see my transformation? Now, some of it needs to go. But anyway, I get the point. I I get the point. 
It's, it's New Year's to cleansing. Some of us need to cleanse. Uh, but I get the point. I get the point. It's about showing an example of humility, of, of, of commitment even when we struggle, of serving even when it's hard, right? Um, uh, 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 it's an example of what it takes to repent and keep going, of, of not giving up, right? And, and so, you know, as a church, what we try to do is we strive to maintain a safe environment for people to develop and grow. We want to err on the side of grace and, and patience so that everybody feels like, you know what, it's not about being perfect. And we're in it together through the process. And we're okay with a messy church. Y'all know about, I don't know if y'all got, I'm messy. Don't let me fool you. Don't let this sweater fool you. All right? Chelsea, don't let the Chelsea boots fool you. Uh-uh. Messy inside. It's messy. Wrestle every day, just like every single one of us in this room. Okay, and so I want, us to, I want us to have that safe space. My wife said something so deep yesterday as we were talking. She said, gifts flourish in safe places. I remember a story, and I'll, I'll wrap up with this, a, a story about the founder of Spanx. Brothers, you may not know about this, but sisters, y'all know about Spanx. Spanx, she said, uh, the founder said, you know, she's an entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur, um, she started her company. She said, I, I owe my dad so much because as a kid, I would come home from school and he would ask me, how did you fail today? And he would say, high five. What mistakes did you make today? And he would say, high five. You know why he was so excited about that? Because she was not being stuck and paralyzed by the fear of failure. And she want, he wanted to provide this place and this, this space where she, you can celebrate these failures, these setbacks, these mistakes on the journey forward. Okay? He didn't want his daughter to be stuck in, in one mistake or one failure. And I, I think God, as our father, thinks the same thing about us. He doesn't want us to get stuck in one mistake, one failure, one sin. And so he creates the safest space through Jesus Christ, which is in his presence, covered by his blood, taking refuge in him, right? I can't say this church is always the safest place or will always be the safest place. Like I said, we're messy. That may be where we fall short. I, we don't have all the answers. But God promises that it's safe in Christ, all right? And so at this time, as we take communion, that's what I want us to thank God about. I want us to, to thank him that he is the only one that's perfect. That he is our perfect example, our perfect sacrifice. And we can thank him for creating that safe place in his presence. If you need a communion packet, go ahead and raise your hand. The host team will give that to you at this time. This is an opportunity for, for us to um, take the bread that signifies the body of Christ that was broken for us and drink the juice that represents the blood of Jesus that is shed for our sin. We'll pray and then we'll take some time of reflection um, to commune with God and with one another.
Let's pray. Father, thank you for perfection in Christ, that our sin doesn't hold us back from having a relationship with you because of his sacrifice, his servitude, his example, because of that precious, precious blood and his body that was broken. And I pray, God, that you will free us to be who you want us to be as we depend on your grace and your mercy. I pray that you will speak truth to us where there is lies from Satan, where there is doubt, where there's insecurity, God, and equip us to do your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. New sermons are uploaded each Monday morning. Simply search The Path Church Atlanta in iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting service. Additionally, we greatly appreciate your feedback on iTunes. If you would like to learn more about The Path, we encourage you to visit www.thepath.church. We hope to fellowship with you soon.